0: the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, April 24th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets. Here in the Classic Factory and alongside me, as always, that's Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you! Next to him, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Heyo! Heyo! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, Super Producer J.D. Hello! There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Like the vid, comment away, subscribe. Get your No Dunks merch. Over at NoDunks.com. New shirt alert for all you Sixers fans out there. This dropped after the Sixers took care of business in the first round. A little... Sixers logo throwback here with the No Dunks flair. A lot of colors on that one there, Skeetzy. Oh, a -hmm. lot of colors on that t-shirt, TK. Uh, Go to NoDunks.com if you are a Sixers fan or you know a Sixers
1: fan in your life that would like one of those. And if you're not, like, just hope your team advances in the playoffs. mm, That's all
0: I'll say. You better hope so. We may not be done with the new merch alerts. Okay, after this classic today, fire up Maddie and JD's latest Is This Good. Special guest, Daniel Ralston, a music podcaster, music writer, mm-hmm. the guys discuss fake zombies, doing the wave, <laughs> pooping on someone's lawn, and the joy of a good tribute band, among yeah. many other things. <laughs> this, uh, this is a solid one here, is it, JD? It's great, okay. yeah.
2: But pooping on someone's lawn, that's, uh, that's a problem that Daniel
1: faces. Oh. <gasps> Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I, can't wait. I hope he Depends has the up. lawn. <laughs> yeah. If I'm being honest with regards to uh, the two parties involved. <laughs> 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 okay, well, we're going to check out. Is
0: this good? When you're done with this one here, uh, we are four games into the first round. Uh, you know, for most of them at least, with a surprising amount of clarity, we got the Nuggets, the Knicks, the Celtics, Suns. They're all up three-one. Sixers, as I said, they finished off their sweep this weekend. Just one series. Warriors-Kings tied at 2-2. And we have two 2-1 series, and they go down tonight. And I say that because that first one, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on TNT, we got an NBA watch party on playback. It's game four between the Bucks and the Heat. Are either of those guys in that graphic I made playing?
2: Oh, Giannis Adetokounmpo, (laughs) I think they're both playing. Okay, good. I would be shocked if Giannis Adetokounmpo doesn't play in a (laughs) must-win game here. Game four. That's the best team in the NBA in a situation where they're in a must-win scenario here. In in the first round, because they're down 2-1. Giannis is playing. There's no doubt.
0: Well, look, we're going to be watching it tonight so join us uh i will make sure to include that link in the show notes we'll tweet it out sign up for free with playback and then you sign in with what other subscription service you have to watch your games and we watch it together and we hang out we have a blast and we chat away and hopefully we get an entertaining game but we're going to talk about all eight of these series here so we got to move with some pace let's start in the western conference and let's start with that 2-2 series Mm -hmm. uh on sunday there curry and the warriors hold off the king's I mean, hold them off. 126 to 125 to even that series at two games apiece as we then head back to Sacramento. But holy crap, this series is delivering. Absolutely. I mean, these are entertaining games
2: and a wild ending in this one. It's so awesome that. All the hype leading into this series. First series for the Kings in so long against the defending champs has absolutely lived up to expectations, and you get the perfect drama to start this game because Draymond Green's not in the starting lineup after returning. What up with that? (laughs) And then uh, the Kings have a 68-point first half. They look amazing. Fox looks amazing. So in the locker room, the Warriors say, we can't stop that Fox guy. What are we going to do? Well, let's put Green in the the starting lineup to start the third quarter, and that slowed them down. They only had a 23-point third quarter, and at the end of the quarter, the Warriors were up 10 with a back-breaking three, it seemed like, from Clay Thompson. What a, what a swing, but the Kings aren't going anywhere. Fox is on the bench for this run in the fourth quarter that they come back. Keegan Murray is alive. That's awesome. Uh, and then Steph sort of takes control in the middle of the fourth quarter, and then it come, but it comes down to the last few minutes. Yep. It was kind of mistake-filled the last few minutes, uh, but Draymond Green... A damn versatile defender. He's guarding De'Aaron Fox, but with a buck 40 left, he stops Harrison Barnes and Demata Sabonis right at the rim, lets out a monstrous scream. So it looks like the Warriors have it. It's a five point lead, 47 seconds left.
0: I left. I left this, my, my screen. I left oh. my living room. <laughs> I thought you were in I Sacramento first. A, sec- no. a Golden State. You said it was 126 120- <laughs> and walked right up. 126, 121, 45 seconds ago. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's a wrap. I had to get going to get down to the fortress. Ooh. Yeah. For some Hawks Celtics action. I'm like, okay, that's good. Mobile,
1: mobile. I was furious. Did you pull it up well, on I the was phone? furious with the Hawks promotions department. They emailed me saying, you got to show up early. There's an Atlanta United game. I missed the whole fourth quarter of oh, this one geez, driving. I oh, had to dude. catch up Ooh. later on.
2: Oh, spicy. Why aren't you driving you're driving with dad? Driving with dad? Somebody's got to hold the phone. Oh. Well, I
1: mean, Tass, It's a hands-free passenger. state. I don't want to admit anything here, but uh <laughs> I
2: didn't totally
1: miss the fourth quarter, if you know what I'm saying. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's totally fine. Well, I thought it was the just over. I thought it was over. Yeah, sure. It's a five-point it, lead. It's it like, was over. Should yeah. have been over. It <laughs> yeah. should have been over, yeah. Malik Monk misses. Steph Curry grabs the board, he's trapped, and he calls a timeout. But they don't have a timeout. Remaining, cause Steve Kirk, with a couple minutes left, an ill-advised challenge of Kevon Looney's foul, where they lost that timeout. Yeah. But then Steph said after, after he called the timeout after the game, he said, "I thought that was the smartest move ever." He said, "I ain't gonna lie, I thought it was the smartest play in the world when I got the ball, turned, saw the trap, and called the timeout." But he didn't, <laughs> he didn't have one. So a wild, a wild swing because yep. it's a tech free throw for the Kings and a change of possession. So they go hit a free throw. Now it's a four-point game. De'Aaron Fox, step back three in Draymond Green's eye. It's a one-point game. Then Steph misses a jumper on the other end. Here we go. Ten seconds left. De'Aaron Fox with the ball. Game on the line. That's what you want if you're the Kings. Apparently Mike Brown called flat. We want it flat. Nobody come near the ball. Harrison Barnes did on his own. Come set a pick and so that brings another defender and Steph and Draymond together have been together for such a long time Steph did a great job of stopping Fox getting the ball out of his hands it goes to Harrison Barnes who has a wide open three it's wide open but he goes just a touch long just a touch long huge swing another inch and, and they're going back to Sacramento cool. 3-1 but now we're tied at two what a freaking series
0: I sort of wish that Mike Brown and the Kings didn't call a timeout at the end there. Like when they got the stop on Curry. Curry had hit the ground.
2: They had the ball.
0: I mean, you had enough time, obviously, to push it. You got Fox, the fastest guy in the league. They're they're probably scrambling a little bit more. But uh, most coaches are going to like elect to call the timeout and run something. But uh, I bet he wishes he had that one back. But they got a great look. Harrison Barnes had a chance. And they had a chance to basically... And the Warriors' dynasty. If that, if that goes yes. up 3-1 going back to Sacramento, I don't think a lot of people would be believing they could win three in a row. Uh, instead, we have a three-game series here. Crazy.
1: Yeah, and crazy to think that game one came down to Wiggins, wide open three, just like Harrison Barnes, that he barely missed just as well. Then Curry took his little one-footer that didn't really have a chance, but very close games uh, both ways for both of these teams. Honestly, I thought great defense from Draymond. Because, like you're saying, maybe they shouldn't have taken a timeout. Because that gave the Warriors a chance to set up, get their defense ready. Draymond to stand right where De- De'Aaron Fox wants to go every time. Yeah. How many times have we seen him hit a 15-footer from the left elbow? Draymond just camped there. Curry forced him into Draymond. Draymond took it away. We're living with Barnes. Can he beat us? Nope. Yeah. Good shot from Barnes. Just a little bit off. Um. So, yeah, this, is, this to me was like the epitome of the Warriors-Kings games that we were expecting heading into this series. Because it was like not a ton of defense until it really really mattered there yeah. from Draymond uh at the end of the fourth quarter but big shot after big shot after big shot of both teams putting up a ton of points 126 to 125 that was that was the peak uh thus far and a lot of times when the team that was down 2-0 wins two at home gets an emotional win in game 4 you're thinking that's the series right there yeah. i don't think so Kings have played too well, and they've hit back every single time the Warriors have made a move in this series. It's been so close both ways, except for game three, uh, basically. Uh, so I think this one's still spicy. I mean, it could be a Warriors win in six, could be a Kings win in six, could go to seven. It doesn't feel like it's over. That was, that was basketball.
2: Yeah, there's no reason to doubt the Kings. I totally agree. Yeah. They were down 10 after three quarters on the road in this one. They could have buckled. They came right back, and they won the fourth quarter by nine points. They won that fourth on the road. Uh, So I I don't think there's any reason. I do think the Warriors are getting better as the series goes Mm -hmm. on. Wiggins is getting more comfortable. Uh, They found a, a better matchup with Draymond Green playing defense against De'Aaron Fox. Curtis and, just tightened up his rotation, too.
0: That's the other yeah. part of it. Man, like, don't play the bad guys. Exactly. <laughs> like, less minutes for these guys to give them five, six minutes. He's like, nah, you're out now. You're out of the rotation completely. <laughs> yeah. It's
2: probably the way to go to win the series. With greenback. And, and you got a bad uh, Gary Payton the second game. Although Keegan Murray did wake up in this game. That's his good first, for Kings fans. His first good game in four games. Um, Demont Sabonis hasn't played to his potential So you'd hope to think that he'd have a, a good game five But uh, yeah, I think it, it's advantage Warriors uh, With these last two or three games Even though you're going back to Sacramento, I think
0: uh, I'm glad you brought up Wiggins I saw Anthony Slater at The Athletic uh, Pointing out how impactful he has been And it is crazy when you think about it This is a guy Wiggins showed up <laughs> Scrimmaged for a few times with the team Got the green light to play in game one And he hadn't been in an NBA game and NBA environment since Valentine's Day. Here he is in Game 1, 17 points, 3 boards, 4 blocks. Game 2, 22 points, 5 boards, a steal in nearly 40 minutes. Game 3, 20 points, 7 boards, 3 assists, 1 block, 34 minutes. And then Game 4, another great game, and he seems to get a little bit better here. 18 points, 8 boards, 3 assists, 4 blocks, and 2 steals in, again, nearly 40 minutes because he's tightened up the rotation there, 38 minutes in Game 4.
1: It was, like, gone for months. It yeah. just sort of speaks to, like, how a, the athletic freak he really is. Oh, he, I mean, Fox is the fastest guy on the court, but Wiggins looks like clearly the best athlete yeah. on the court. And the fact that, like, he had eight boards last night, that's how Draymond can come off the bench. The Warriors can play a smaller unit, get more offense uh, on the court in the first half of these games, uh, largely because Wiggins is holding his own as a rebounder for uh, for the Warriors. Another good game for Jordan Poole. He's been good since he moved into the starting lineup. I wonder if the Kings might do the same for Malik Monk because another no-show from Kevin Herter. Two points, one for four shooting. Monk has had a really good series. He's had one off game so far in game three. I wouldn't be surprised to see a little more... A change in the starting lineup for the Kings just to get more scoring on the court. Maybe Herter finds a rhythm better coming off the bench. We've seen him perform in the playoffs, but this has not been a good start for him, and... Keegan Murray, I guess, is hitting enough threes from outside in this game to make it so you don't necessarily have to play Herder if you don't want to.
2: Deal. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, yeah, just back to Wiggins. Uh, I, I'm totally with you on the, the starting lineup changes potentially for the Kings. Uh, Wiggins is doing all he can against Fox, but it just shows how good Fox is he just shakes Wiggins. No problem. He had 38 points in this game um, because he's that damn good. Uh, Wiggins is coming through though. He you know, Nine blocks total. No one else in the series has more than five. I mean, he's he's really chipping. He had the last bucket uh, for the Golden State Warriors in this game. He's chipping in. He's, he's doing exactly what the Warriors asked uh, for him coming back. Um, you know, it just shows how supportive they were of him. And uh, he's obviously paying them back here. It's, it's pretty cool uh, for him to be this great right off the bat.
0: Game five of this
2: series, not till Wednesday. So we got a little bit of
0: time here. I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, we're all into this series and we're hyped. So on one hand, we're like, let's go. Let's play. Let's jump it up right now. But on the other hand, it's like, "Ah, let, get, let both teams get a little rested more. Full squads here. And uh, we'll see what happens with the Cowbells out there in Sacramento in game five. But what, it's amazing that it's living up to the hype. And it's cool to see Fox. He's matching Curry. I mean, they're... They're, they're, they're washing each other out. They're just playing at elite levels. They're both good for 30-plus points a game here. They do it in different ways, don't get me wrong, but uh, it's it's not because Foxes struggle at all in this series. <laughs> they had to put the greatest defender probably in the league on him to even, like, slow him down and contain him. And Draymond, man, it is pretty amazing that you're like, hey, go stop De'Aaron Fox. Okay, guy's on fire right now. Keep him in check. Okay, no problem. Hey, uh, Sabonis, all-star, all-NBA player, keep, keep him in check. I mean, he got his numbers, Sabonis, but Green is like... He's sort of in his head a little bit, I think here too. Definitely. Uh, and like you even saw that one where Sabonis is like, "Okay, you're just gonna give me this jumper." I guess I sort of have to take this jumper at the free throw line. He hit it. Um, I wonder if he should be a little more aggressive. Oh, with
2: absolutely. It. Yeah. He's got his numbers. Not enough numbers though. He's averaging yeah. he's, he's 14 points and seven boards, eight assists, obviously helping out. But maybe a lack of confidence. If he's you know think he has to overthink a, a jumper, just shoot that baby. You should hit that, that. baby. <laughs> I mean you're. You're Dematze bonus. Yep. You should you should be able to score. And The good thing I think about potentially bringing Malik Monk in for Kevin Herter, who's yeah really struggling in this series. Is that maybe Monk slows down just a bit because at the end of this game, in the, those turnovers, he was just going way too fast and he was complaining a lot uh, about not getting foul calls. They had three turnovers in the last four minutes that were just frankly just bad turnovers. Yes. Maybe if Monk just has to slow down. I mean, they could win this game if they just have some. Some better ball handling there, and Fox can't do it all. Um, somebody just has to chip in a bit. To go
0: full circle there, like I said, oh, I wish they didn't call timeout at the end, like Brown and the Kings, and they pushed it. Probably why they did is because they blew, like, three or four fast-break opportunities, like, <laughs> late in this game. Th- there was that one where Fox just threw it out of bounds. Yep. There was miscommunication. It was like, is it going to Sabonis? Is it going to somebody else? Good defensive plays in transition, too, from the Warriors, but there was a couple like, where you're just like, Kings, you got to play near, you know, not perfect, but way closer to perfect to beat this dynasty here, and they they blew it a couple times. There was opportunities there, especially in transitions. Maybe that's why he called the timeout. It's like, ah, eh, this will beat throwing it away. <laughs> this will live and die by a Harrison Barnes three-point attempt.
2: Usually a head coach after a game will say, hey, we didn't get the foul calls. Uh, he's uh, Mike Brown about his own team said, we got to stop complaining about the foul calls and, and, and just play ball and slow down a little bit because yeah. he knows where this game was lost. It was lost in those last few minutes where the Warriors gave him everything on a silver platter that they possibly could. I mean, they gave you a Chris <laughs> Webber tech. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. They gave you the Threw ball time. They gave one you a four-point
1: possession down five. Here yeah. you go. Yeah. Have it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that was a mean three in, uh, that Fox gave to Draymond Green there, who said I probably should have guarded the three-point line in a four-point game, gave him a two instead. But uh, that was just hard hard to guard. That man's hard to guard, and that's hard why. Hard to I, guard. Uh, yeah, I think Sabonis is, if Sabonis is a little bit better. This game could be you know, totally different. All right, let's
0: keep it going here. Uh, the The last game of the weekend, last night, Sunday night, the Wolves survive in overtime to beat the Nuggets 114, 108. And after an entire weekend of watching nothing but NBA basketball, of course the last <laughs> game on Sunday night, has got to go to overtime in, in – you know crazy fashion where the wolves are up 12 yeah, with a handful of minutes to go <laughs> should be a wrap and the nuggets rip off a 12 run uh you know led by Jokic uh though he does miss one free throw and that got us to overtime but in overtime uh Nikhil Alexander-Walker hitting two big threes and Anthony Edwards was special in this game you know throughout the game here uh especially in the second half into overtime and they survive they win and they are not getting swept this one screams gentlemen sweep it was like Jokic, in fact, missing that free throw. So the ultimate <laughs> gentleman. gentlemanly
1: move. This is I the first like... one, too. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> To take all the drama out of it. So shout out to that. Uh, you asked last week, Tass, when um, the Timberwolves had a 40-point quarter and a loss. Do we do moral victories in the playoffs? Mm. Is this an immoral victory? <laughs> Leading by 12 and then not scoring the last two and a half minutes of the game and only getting the win in overtime because the MVP missed a free throw that would have won the game? I think so, but you'll take it. Because you didn't get swept. Yeah. And that's exactly what Anthony Edwards said. Said I don't want people to say I got swept in the playoffs. <laughs> so he put the team on his back. I saw he now has as many 30-point games in the playoffs, more than any other player before 21 and under, except for LeBron. LeBron's number one. Edwards tied with Kobe yeah. for the most. He's a special player. He w- had the most energy, the most juice on the court last night. And... After a couple of tough games to start this series, it's really nice that he's found his rhythm and just keeps showing up in
2: big moments, so that's awesome for the Timberwolves. Jokic missed a free throw, but uh, he feels so confident shooting anything right now. Um, he's yeah schooling Rudy Gobert in this series. He shot 15 of 26. You don't see a big number like that from Jokic a lot. Yeah, 43 big points, and yeah... Uh, A nice victory for Anthony Edwards, throwing him in the the LeBron slash Kobe category before 22. I was shocked. 30-point games before 22. I think Luca would be there, but he just missed. He just missed. He got it when he was 22 years old. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it is a moral victory for them. And I will say for the Nuggets, a moral victory for them, we talked about it throughout this this series here, is the Michael Porter second-half experience to help out Jamal Murray. Uh, and Jokic. I mean, he is he is stepping up and being that guy. He only had nine in the second half of this game. He had 15 in the game three's second half. He's just really helping up. And so that's that bodes well for this team going forward. It's nice to get a victory, I guess, just overall. Yeah. Uh, they fought. They fought and they scrapped. And they are still missing Jaden McDaniels. That would have helped uh, a decent amount. Their depth came through. Austin Rivers, hello, uh, hitting a couple of shots. Playoff Rivers, yeah. And and
0: Nikhil Alexander Walker, like I said, those those two threes in overtime. They did a good job on Jamal Murray too. At least making life difficult for him with his length and being so young and stuff like that. Sticking with him as much as possible. I thought he did a great job defensively. Yeah. But yeah, like we all think this is ending in the next game, right? Like the Nuggets are going to win at home. Or do you have any hope that Anthony Edwards could, you know, do another game
1: of this or something? Get us back to Minnesota. I think he could have a 50-point game in the playoffs at some point in his career. Maybe it's Game 5. I don't necessarily know that I would bet that that's going to be the case, but uh, the Timberwolves have looked better in the last two games, and it looks like they've got a little bit of fight in them, and hopefully that continues when they get back to Denver.
2: Yeah, they do need a a second guy to really step up and help Anthony Edwards. We've talked about Towns; he's been okay. Maybe
0: one of their you know guys that makes massive it, amounts yeah. of money. Hammer Rudy.
2: Uh, Rudy's got the Euro step, but he doesn't have the Euro finish. He's got <laughs> it, it, all the time. Yeah, it was a sick move. He keeps doing. It. Yeah, he throws up some air balls after the you know, the Euro step. He's got the footwork. He just doesn't have the handwork really to, <laughs> to go along with. That's a good point. And so they just need a, they need a second guy. Maybe it's Nikhil Alexander-Walker getting hot. It, it could be Conley again uh, who had a, a good game one. Um, Not Towns though, you don't think? <laughs> I know. We keep no. keep <laughs> overlooking him. No. Game
0: three was his game. He does also – I mean, like we keep talking about it, like the foul trouble issues, but like he just does the dumbest fouls. He does dumb fouls. You're like, what are you doing? Like, why are you reaching there? Like, that last one was the one that bumped him out. It's like, that's a mm. foul. Like, it's just like you just... The <laughs> ref is right there, and you're trying to go for a steal, I guess. But, like, you got to
1: play smarter. And he just doesn't in those situations. So, yeah, and I it have sure got him beat, too. Him. Right, that play should have got him beat. Like, Jokic missing two, one of two free throws. Right. You're not bad yeah, right, on that. But, right. uh, yeah, I agree. He's got to be smarter. Only nine field goal attempts. Part of that is because he took ten free throws, which is good. getting to the line, yeah. but you got to tip your cap a little bit to Aaron Gordon, I think, as well. He's done a really good job in this series. And he's strong enough to be able to battle with Cat and also quick enough that Towns isn't going to be taking him off the dribble. So he's been really solid, I thought, in this series so far.
0: Uh, Moving on to the Western Conference series from Saturday. LeBron's Lakers beat the Grizzlies 111-101. They take the 2-1 series lead. And Dylan Brooks, you played yourself. (laughs) Uh, Getting tossed in this one, you know. Seemed to be shook from the the jeers from the crowd, let's put it that way. He missed a lot of shots. He's been brutal this entire series, thirteen of forty. Lakers are daring him to shoot as you should. And then ejected in the third quarter there for popping LeBron James in the testicles in the groin area. We called it. We said, Well I can't believe Yeah, somebody's gonna get tossed this weekend. Probably be him. Uh but he hits the Hibberts and, you know, seemingly going for the basketball, but whatever, still got him and and he was gone, and then and then and then he has the nerve after to be like, "Stop making me the villain, man! <laughs> like, come on! Uh,
1: I'm back out on Dylan Brooks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was in for a while. I was in for a while. He had a great run of trash talk, but then he hit LeBron in what LeBron literally called the crown jewels. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the do you think team? he's gonna do this? <laughs> do this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You call him the crown jewel after one. putting the crown on his penis? Okay. <laughs> but come on, man. You can't trash talk an entire series. You can't trash talk an absolute legend of the game and then not show up. Terrible game from Dylan Brooks, oh. too. Three for 13. Then you hit him in the crown jewels. And then you don't do an interview after the game. The next day, you come and say, hey, how are you making me the... Villain? Oh, that's Probably because you hit two guys in the nuts <laughs> yeah. this season, man. <laughs> so... It was fun It was fun being a Dylan Brooks fan for a couple of months there, but I'm back out. <laughs> it, was, it was a good run.
2: Yeah, you could have left this game after the first quarter. You didn't need, didn't need to wait for three yeah. quarters of this game. It was 35-9 after the first quarter. And I, I think Darvin Ham set up LeBron versus Dylan Brooks on that first possession after a, a, a couple misdirections. LeBron just went right at Dylan Brooks and scored in the lane. Um, but he didn't need to do much in this game. Uh, obviously, Morant came back and, and did his thing in the second half. A cool 45 points when this game sort of was dead and gone. Um, but just, yeah, a weird uh, weird scenario for Dylan Brooks to be guarding LeBron in the backcourt. This, this was way in the backcourt in that third quarter. It wasn't even near the hoop um, and decide, decided to go after his nuts. Yeah, Crown Jewels is great. Uh, I think his Crown Jewels was cool to say. A long time ago. You don't hear but it a lot. No. no. <laughs> so LeBron bringing Crown it back. Jewels. I'm totally comfortable with that.
0: <laughs> uh, and when he is not going to be suspended or anything, Dylan Brooks. Uh, unfortunately, probably for Lakers fans. Uh, or sorry, no. Fortunately, he will not be suspended for Lakers fans. Maybe unfortunately for Grizzlies fans, the way he has been shooting. Uh, he will be playing. In Game Four, which is tonight, that's the the, the second game on TNT. Um, yeah, it was an eighteen to two lead, thirty five to nine, like you said, Tess. And outside of the John Morant run, which was sort of fun, uh, this one was over in a hurry. Uh, Anthony Davis, big uh, bounce back performance. I thought it was pretty uh, pretty phenomenal in this one. Thirty one point seventeen boards, three blocks, and that's what he should be doing. <laughs> um, but he'll have games where he doesn't, and then <laughs> that was he looks very pedestrian, and then he looks like a superstar again. So. They need four of those, at least in a series, and you like your chances of winning. But this one goes back, uh, or sorry, stays in L.A. here for Game 4 tonight. This is a weird series because of the injuries. You know, it's nice jaws back, but I don't know. It's, it's, they just look outclassed, I, I think the Grizzlies do.
1: Even though they're only down one. They can tie it up tonight. got to get one. Yeah, yeah. Jaw looked unstoppable. I mean, the game was over at that point, but Jaw did look unstoppable in the fourth quarter. 24 points. He hit four threes, though. In that fourth quarter, ended up with six in the game. Jaw's not like a three-point shooter. Mm -hmm. He had a hot shooting night, so you're probably not relying on that if you're the Grizzlies. But there's still nobody on the Lakers that can guard him. So that's sure. If he was able to come back from the injury, hang 46 on the or 45 on the Lakers, that's at least you still at least have a chance going into Game Four. It's obviously going to be tough, and I mean the Brooks thing is such a big question because. He's obviously like an important part of the Grizzlies and the attitude he gives them is huge, but also maybe you'd rather have Luke Kennard out there than Dylan Brooks shooting threes just because you can beat the Lakers from the three point line in general. So maybe you need the shooting out there. It gives a lot more space to jaw inside as well. I wonder if that's something they consider in game four, but that just might be bad for Dylan Brooks. The guy would just get booed sitting on the bench for the entirety (laughs) of the game until he finally checks in and the game, the moment
2: seemed a little big. For Brooks yeah. in this one, I thought. So, I don't know. Something to look at going forward. Yeah, he tried to shoot his way through it. Mm-hmm. 13 shots in 19 minutes. Um, yeah, <laughs> hopefully he can turn around in game four. I think it is a win that you got John Morant back from the injury in the hand. Look good. Looks great. Right. Uh, so, again, to get back home court advantage, you just need one of those two in L.A. So, maybe the Lakers are a little fat after a great game. You just got to go steal game four. Uh, Final one here from the Western Conference.
0: Kevin Durant scored 31 as the Suns beat the Clippers 112-100. And they take a 3-1 series lead. And, of course, Kawhi Leonard, once again, does not play. (laughs) That's a phenomenal stuff. After missing game three. And, man, the Clippers, man, this is the ultimate what-if series here. It's like, what if Kawhi was playing? Obviously, on top of that, what if Paul George was playing? Because, holy shit, Russell Westbrook is playing at an incredible level. A lot of these guys are scrapping here. Ty Lue's coaching his ass off. They're in a lot of these games, uh, but it's just a little too much from the offensive firepower of these Suns. But here they are down 3-1, and I, I don't think a lot of people like their chances to win three in a row here.
2: Now, this has been the best series outside of the Warriors-Kings, even without the superstars, to me. It's been extremely close and very deflating that Kawhi is the best player through two games and then sits games three for because of a a knee knee? knee injury and it's not a pain tolerance thing it's uh you could be making this worse thing so the trainers have kept him out they said it doesn't matter um if you can tolerate the pain so maybe two days off and he comes back (laughs) because there's two days off between games here i mean that's just yeah obviously a ridiculous. That's that's glass full type thinking. I, 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 it's hard to really get excited about this Clippers team, even though they've been in four games and Russ has played great. Um, you know, they won one obviously, and could have easily won other ones. And if Kawhi's in it, man, um, this has been a great series. Uh, you could see why the Clippers did this, why they went out and uh, got all this supporting cast, why they went out and got Aaron Gordon and uh, Eric Gordon, not Aaron, uh, Mason Plumlee and, and Norm Powell and, and all these guys to support the, their stars. But uh, alas, stars to play. here we are. It's unfortunate. I guess he plays in game five. I can't, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <Why> <laughs> I mean, interesting. It's more likely he doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> A, ah, who knows? Play. Anyways, Chris Paul was good yeah. in the fourth quarter of this oh, game. Oh, he was money. Uh, cash, cash. He hadn't hit a fourth quarter three until game four. And, yeah, he had 12 points, 5-9 and nine shooting. He just, uh, he said, uh, much, much like uh, the no dunks, the starters, TBJ crew, he said, you don't get to this point in year 18 by sitting on your ass. He's been working. Hmm. And here we are in year 18 as well. <laughs> We're working, man. And so Chris Paul is a fan of the show. That's all I got to say. you have
0: any uh, Clippers-Suns notes
2: on this series or this game in particular?
1: Uh, I f- I think my math is right that the Suns shot 32 of 62 on twos in this game. Only made nine threes, but that's Suns basketball. 30 each for Durant and Booker. Yeah. Felt like quiet nights oh, for yeah. both of them, and then Chris Paul just slammed the door shut. The Clippers are fighting. They have not given a- given an inch in this series, which is awesome. They're just playing at a disadvantage they are a play-in team and that's where Russell Westbrook absolutely thrives <laughs> he can make a play-in team look like a playoff team and that's what he's doing right now but uh they just don't have enough it's jover
0: what do you think of uh KD and Chris Paul uh, after this game giving Russ his flowers here like going on record talking about what are they
1: supposed to do saying this guy sucks of
0: course we're gonna beat him (laughs) no makes him look better to say he's good it was almost i guess the alarming part to me is like they were talking like the series was over (laughs) yeah that's what it was to me so it was like well hold on i mean you do gotta win one more but (laughs) it's true it is nice you know i thought it was cool that they were like you know especially durant's like when he's retired like the narrative is going to flip on this guy like at how hard he plays and he even said like people think he's a joke he's not um so anyway they
2: were giving him flowers but yeah it's not over yet. But yeah, it felt like they were talking about this series as if it was over. Yeah, it is cool from Westbrook's side. It's his best playoffs in years. I know it's only four games old, but he's been playing better than he has as a wizard, uh, as a as a rocket. I mean, yeah. since since he was a member of the Thunder, it's been a it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's balling out. We'll see. Uh, he started the Series 3 of 19 in Game 1 and then uh, picked it up oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, shooting-wise. I mean, without him, they would have got spanked.
0: Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. These have only been games because he's been playing yeah. uh, and, and trying, obviously, on the defensive end as well as he chases guys all the time like to try and block from behind. It's mm-hmm. working. That's pretty cool. Uh, fun stat. Or, excuse me, trivia from Statitudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's test your knowledge. Durant Booker became just the third duo in NBA history to score at least 25 points apiece in each of their first four games of a postseason series. Can you tell me the other two duos? Uh, and one of them did it twice. One in the 60s, I'll give you that, and then one in the 2000s. Elgin Baylor and Jerry West. Well done, my man. <laughs> nice. 62 and 68, they did it. Nice. Uh, what were the other eras? Uh, I'll give you 2000s is the era. Shaq uh, and Kobe. Look at this guy. This guy looks basketball. That's it? That's it. And then oh. Durant and Booker. Yeah, Shaq and Kobe in the uh, Western Conference first round. Yeah, twenty five points apiece, like both guys in first four games. I know in today's game maybe it doesn't sound like a lot, <laughs> yeah. but it, it yeah. still is. Like, yeah,
2: <laughs> it was. Like,
1: Brown and Tatum didn't do it.
2: But, yeah, you, know, you just have one guy yeah, one
0: guy exactly one guy off a little bit that night. Um, but yeah, uh, there it is. Baylor and West twice. Shaq and Kobe, and then Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll. You know, jump over to the Eastern Conference Playoff Series and go through all four of those. One of them already wrapped up. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to have to come join you on that porch, J.D., mm. drink some wine, because my bar cabinet, it's stocked to the brim <laughs> with first leaf wine. Well, yeah, drinking it fast. Enough. I'm not drinking it fast. Enough. I'm really not. I, I gotta, I gotta start consuming yeah. that on a porch. Come on over, <laughs> on top
2: or in the cabinet around one. No, of it's those, a, uh, in it,
0: in it. But oh, we're just running out of room. Yeah, it's spilling out. And there's some already in the fridge. And yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot.
2: But you don't have to get it every
0: month. No, I just actually made sure that the next one wasn't coming so soon. Let me, let me get through some of this. I think mid-June maybe mm. is my next one. So A couple months to can, uh, take down some bottles here.
2: Larry O'Brien. That's you will right. be, you'll be, be bottles.
0: Yeah. NBA winels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's get to the Eastern Conference playoff series. Bing bong. Jalen Brunson, <laughs> RJ Barrett lead the Knicks over the Cavs 102-93 for the 3-1 series lead. Trey Kirby, you get us started on this one. How shocked are you? by how maybe poorly the Cavs have looked
1: in this series or how great the Knicks have through four games. I'm shocked like Jalen Brunson celebrating a three-pointer. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) What's that mean? Don't worry about it because you don't want to (laughs) know. You do not want to (laughs) know. But, yeah, uh, after game one, me and Tass were chatting. I said, I see two problems here for the Cavaliers in two big two ways. And that has played out since they got to New York. The Cavs don't have as many players as the Knicks, and the players they do have are much skinnier. So we're seeing Mitchell Robinson dominate inside, I would say. He's, he's not putting up awesome. crazy numbers, 12 and 11 last night, but had seven offensive rebounds. I think he's playing the combination of Jarrett Allen and Evan Mobley. He's outplaying them. And then if Donovan Mitchell is going to have a 5 for 18 game, 11 points, the Cavs just can't win. Mm-hmm. the The margin for error there is not big enough that they can withstand a game from their star like that. Because there's four good Cavs right now. The fifth guy, sometimes it's Levert He had an awesome game in Game Two uh, for the Cavaliers, which really helped them pull off a victory. But there's four trustworthy guys. Two of them, in Allen and Mobley, aren't huge offensive threats. Darius Garland. Invisible in the first half, had an awesome second half in this one. But if he's not playing well, and especially if Mitchell isn't going to be able to score and have superstar performances, the Cavs really don't have a chance uh, in this one. So that's why they're down 3-1 to me. On the flip side of things, Brunson just gets the shot he wants every single time. And I was really impressed with R.J. Barrett doing the same move every single time in the fourth quarter. Just put his head down, go straight to the rim. 10 points, 4 of 7 shooting, went to the free throw line a few times. Kind of Disappointing, I thought, from the Cavs. Because that's what R.J. Barrett does, man. Yeah. He's going to drive. Yeah. He's not a shooter out there, but he's just going straight by uh, right to the rack. Uh, 10 for him in the quarter. 8 for Josh Hart. He was huge, I thought, in the clutch. Brunson had 8 as well in the fourth quarter. They're playing better in the clutch. That's where this series is going to be won. But the Cavs are looking like a team that's probably a year away. They need some help on the wing. They need some backup bigs to help. Kevin Love might actually be helpful in this series just to have another guy who can be on the court who is taller than six foot five. But yeah, a bummer for the Cavs to go into New York and lose both these games and lose the way they did the same way both times.
2: Yeah. It's like they haven't showed up for the playoffs, really the Cavs. They just uh, haven't found another gear while the Knicks continue to find another way. RJ Barrett gets better as the series goes on, but the Knicks didn't even play great in game four in terms of being efficient at all. Mm-hmm. They missed 10 free throws. They shot 64% from the line. They missed 21 threes. They shot 27% from three. And it comes down to Donovan Mitchell just having a fourth quarter. If he was, if he is the best player on the floor, which I build him as after watching him in Utah, I, I thought he'd be better than Brunson, but Brunson is finding his spot in the mid-range where the Cavs give up shots, and uh, Mitchell has just not been the best player in this series. Jalen Brunson has. They just have to go into New York and win one game. Um, And if he's great in this game, then they win. Now, it was a lot of double teaming in the first half, for sure, getting the ball out of his hands. Uh, He had, uh, overall, he had 11 points on 18 shots. um, But they're double teaming and getting the ball out of his hands. And he was turning it over, too. Uh, He had six turnovers. So uh, they they had a, a, a nice... Game plan there in the third quarter to go to Darius Garland. Well, you're doubling Donovan Mitchell, a nice decoy on the other side, but maybe a lack of creativity overall by J.B. Bickerstaff because mm. he didn't get the ball to Donovan Mitchell in the fourth quarter enough. He can take over. I mean, he can be an offense unto himself. Uh, but uh, you know, as, enough complaining about the the Cavs. The Knicks just, as you said, the offensive rebounding. They were minus ten. The Cavs were on an, on offensive rebounds. Period. I mean, that's just that's just effort. Hartenstein has found a way to be really impactful in the series to go along with Mitchell Robinson. And, yeah, the Cavs just – if you're fighting and you're scrapping a little bit more, then you probably win along with uh, Donovan Mitchell. So, yeah, the Knicks are winning this series. Period. And R.J. Barrett uh, was poop in the first two games, and he found a way to, to impact in games three and 26 points in games four. The, 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 even though, again, these numbers aren't great. They shot 27 from three. That's that, that sounds like a, a bad recipe. But this has been kind of an ugly series, and uh, they missed less, and they got more. They, I guess they just got more rebounds too. I mean, that's that's the other big part of it. They just you just watch this game. They just, they just continuously got more possessions. So how are the, the Cavs going to win?
0: Yeah, I think it was Dan Devine. Shout out to our guy Dan at Ball Don't Lie. He said when you consider like the importance of these games, was this the greatest two game stretch of RJ Barrett's career? in the nba sure. probably he's been really good here in games three or four in two games where a lot of guys were struggling to actually hit shots brunson though damn rock he's completely outplaying donovan mitchell once again yes. that's the honest truth and then the one that's really surprising people is mitchell robinson playing better than the big calves a guy in jared allen who was an all-star evan mobley obviously a future all-star but then hartenstein comes in he has an impact on the game obi Toppin has an impact on the game you know gobbling up rebounds and all of this is happening, a 3-1 series lead, in which Julius Randle has done next to nothing to the point where Tibbs correctly is benching him uh, in a fourth quarter, you know, big key game here uh, where it was 2-1, obviously 3-1 now. And, you look, know, he might be a little frustrated. I know he didn't talk to the media. He seemed into the game on the side. That's just hopefully, like, he's frustrated because of his ankle. But they're up 3-1, so why would he be all that upset? But that's huge. Like, he's not having dominant Julius Randle games here. At all, uh-huh. and, and they're still up 3-1 because everybody else is contributing. And Josh Hart, my God, what an absolute steal at the deadline to bring this guy in. 18 points, 7 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals, plays nearly 40 minutes. He's pretty instrumental in at least con- uh, slowing down Donovan Mitchell, a lot of doubles and stuff like that, but he gets a lot of that uh, primary you know, assignment on Mitchell. And he just, like, I love the guy can grab a rebound and then go coast to coast and just mm-hmm. go, attacks Jared Allen. Nobody's afraid of attacking Jared Allen on the Knicks. Minutes later, he hits that little flip shot. He bails out of possession, and then he grabbed an offensive board, and then he found Brunson for a three. Like, he's making all those little moves. Like, he's Mr. Intangibles, that guy. The Knicks fans love him. Like, they're, <laughs> everything he does. Oh, totally. They eat it up. And, uh, yeah, they just have, like, if you lined everybody up right now, outside of that Garland stretch, which was pretty special in the third quarter, like, in the series, it's like you're you're lining a lot more Knicks players ahead of Cavs players in terms of who's actually contributing throughout the series, in terms of who's been good to great. There's just way more of them. So, yeah, this one, uh, look, I, I know this it goes back to Cleveland. Could Cleveland win that game? Sure, game five. But I don't see the Knicks losing this series with, like, the way they're playing, especially in their own garden there. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Man, that, that place is nuts. Like, it, it's was so awesome. loud, it's it was awesome. so loud, It was so loud.
0: Like they're they're chanting for R.J. Barrett. Obviously, anything Brunson does, they go nuts hard. They're bigs, every offensive
2: rebound place goes nuts. Now they are so happy like, right now. That, after six, that heart it. flip shot, where this was still a game with a few minutes left. I mean, he's got this huge smile across his face. The Cavs aren't wiping anybody's smiles off their face. Hmm. Like they are just getting outplayed. <laughs> they they are yeah they're getting beat down uh, right now, and. It's it's true. Uh, Evan Mobley uh, hasn't been a good supporting enough supporting uh, offensively. Uh, same with Jared Allen. You know, if Mitchell comes out and does what he did in Game One, Game One he was the best player on the floor. He had 38, and since then it's gone downhill. And I think it is a little bit on Bickerstaff to get him open a little bit more because they're just taking the ball out of his hands now, and he's he's just kind of out of the game. I mean, he did have a couple of rattlers in the fourth quarter, which would have made yeah, this a game. There were a couple that spit out, um, but. Um, yeah they're 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 not executing enough the, the bench obviously hasn't come through enough uh yeah they're they're searching for something and and they're they getting beat down. They're getting run off the floor. Bing Bong guys would come in and, and run these guys off the floor. Like they're they're not. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Uh,
1: yeah. I literally saw you know at the end of the game they do like the credits for who they're getting the the photos and the various elements and one of them was at Bing Bong guy. It was like Getty Images, AP uh, at you know, Bing Bong, <laughs> <laughs> which I assume is yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and you've seen like the crowds after these wins too. they like, like, throwing like parades, yeah. taking a three one seriously, and it's like. Awesome.
2: Yeah, that's why, uh, I mean, I love a a daytime game. Uh, I I heard Kings fans uh, complaining that, why aren't we primetime? We should be primetime. You get to celebrate more. First of all, Sunday afternoon is primetime in the NBA. Yeah, I was going to say, they Uh, got the marquee spot. Yeah, but sometimes you think, uh, we want want to be able to go out, party, (laughs) but you can, because it's the daytime. Have some fun. Go spill out onto the streets like you're a bing bonger. Uh, have, Have some fun, so... Yeah, Knicks fans are uh, reveling in it. It is wild. Julius Girl not having it. Uh, but Josh Hart is. I guess uh, Jalen Brunson was right. I mean, as soon as that trade happened, he was Jack. Oh, he's, yeah. he's just Poms been the yeah. energy guy. Um, and Julius Randle just hasn't been needed, <laughs> really.
0: Yeah. Uh, are you concerned at all by him, Randle, not talking to the media and all that? And like, is there any worry that, uh oh? Maybe like some selfish
1: Randall's coming out here, or or not going to make a big deal out of I it. I mean, you'd rather see him be happy, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I don't. I'm not super concerned about it. It's probably been a frustrating past month yeah. for Julius Randall, missing time at the end of the year, coming back, not having a great run of things. He took the huge fall where he was playing even late into that blowout game, where it was a, a question mark why he was even on the floor. Mm. Just hasn't been able to get a rhythm. And Obi Toppin was balling like he was given really good minutes for he the Knicks huge. last night. So you'd rather have Randall being on board with everything but all he needs to do is have like a 25 point game and he'll be happy again yeah
0: yeah uh all right let's keep it going here a couple of us in attendance down at the fortress for jalen brown taking off the mask throwing it aside jason tatum they both scored 31 boston beats the hawks sad caca for the 3-1 lead trey you were there you saw it go down with your own eyes you took a beautiful photo for your Instagram hey, did thanks, you man. see that
2: the I did it was great.
1: Fireworks going off I, right? I didn't expect the those fireworks timing. what an addition for the playoffs uh, shout out to the Hawks game operations <laughs> staff usually it's just a, a blowtorch yeah. shooting a plume of fire but not last night the works were fired as well I don't know if you felt the same way Skeets but somehow this felt like it was always a 10 point game yeah it was like the Hawks yeah. were playing they really well five, but in the right. second half. I think they even got it to four at one but point, 95-91. They... But the Celtics just hit so many timely shots. It was like any time the Hawks were putting together a run, they could never get to a 10-0 run or a 14-2 run. The Celtics would just find a way to to get a big basket. I think there there was that play where... Things got completely blown apart. Uh, Nothing was happening for the Celtics, and Tatum just randomly picks up the ball and chucks it from the logo. Money. Uh, (laughs) Tatum and Brown were both huge in the fourth quarter uh, of this one. 12 for Brown, 16 for Tatum. It was 56 points in the paint for Boston in this one. At times it felt like a layup line, especially in the first half. Boston shot 51.7% from the field. This is a game that maybe the Celtics would have lost in the past couple of seasons when the other team is playing pretty well. Like I thought the Hawks played pretty solid in the second half of this game, but the Celtics just did the right things at the right time, made big shots. Marcus Smart had like a dunk in the half court, wide open, nobody at the rim, anytime they needed to get it done. The Celtics did it. And that's without, like, Al Horford ever taking a shot. He took two shots last night and had one of the best games on the court. Robert Williams dominated as well. So, uh, a really fun game because packed house. A lot of Celtics fans in attendance. You got people cheering for every single bucket. That's the way to do it. Uh, But unfortunately for the Hawks, they just didn't have enough.
2: Yeah, I saw people standing at the end of this game and wondering, "Why are you standing? Like The last couple of minutes, the Hawks were done. I mean, this was usually the time where... People are filing out mm-hmm. of that arena, but people are excited, and I assume it's just because Boston fans there were there. There was a
0: lot of Beantown boys in attendance, mm. for sure, for sure. A lot of green. I mean, and it's pretty crazy, because I had just been to Game 2 in Boston when I was up there for the marathon, went to that game. Right. I am, don't think I'm exaggerating. There may have been five people, including myself, total, wearing Hawks gear in Boston, <laughs> and then it's just a sea of green and white, yep. so it's quite a glaring difference. Uh, they travel, or they're all here. You know, it's a transplant city. That's <laughs> what so they tell me. Yep, yep, Look, yep. We're, we're we're examples. Um, but yeah, but I think it makes for a fun experience oh, it's when a, it's like was, every awesome. every basket, yeah, every really foul, great. every controversial thing. It's like everybody's into it because you're screaming one way or the other. So it was it was fun, and the Hawks put up a fight, but they just they just can't stop Jalen Brown. Is what it comes down to. He's either too big and strong. For any of the guards they throw on him, or he's just too damn fast and athletic yep. for any of the bigs that they try and throw him. He just barrels through guys' chests because he's so damn strong. He went, he finished 11 for 15 once he ditched the mask. Goodbye mm-hmm. to the carbon mask. I guess he ripped off the the sort of the bandage there on his hand too. And when they step up on him, like the help comes at the back line, he's crafty enough to dump it off to Robert Williams uh, or kick out to open shooters. Like he's he is. I hope he makes all NBA. I think he's so damn good uh, when you pair him, especially with Tatum. But. They're just overclassed.
2: Yeah, they're huge, it, the and Hawks they're are. yeah. The, the wings are too huge for for the Hawks. We talked about coming into the series that was just a, just a problem for them. It's a disadvantage. But DeAndre Hunter showed up on the other side. You got a really good DeAndre Hunter mm-hmm. game uh, for twenty seven points, and uh, unfortunately, yeah, the backcourt didn't come through. Trey's line looks a lot better after you know going five of six right there in garbage time at the end, basically. Uh, and Dejounte Murray, I thought was uh, it's just gambling way too much a lot of and gambling. and the celtics are just you know, as you guys have talked about like five out what, what are you gonna do against this team i mean it was it was a four-point game with three minutes left in the second quarter the hawks made a nice i think it was a 9-0 run and then the spread was 12 at half because yeah. the celtics just turned it on whenever they want they just don't go away like trey said they probably lose this game or fade away go into half with a much closer spread but they just don't die uh, like everybody on the court they're just so confident. Another Derek White solid game. Like they're they're getting it up Robin. and down the roster, and the yeah, bench no, comes not. in too much. And uh, yeah, at the end of this game with with Dejounte Murray gambling and just angry, it seemed like um, I guess it's not it's not. I don't know. He he was just in a bad mood, and then you saw what he did with the referee post game. Yeah, he's probably not going to play in Game Five, I would think. He didn't want to get on that plane to go to Boston. I so think. the NBA <laughs> is investigating.
0: I think we have the clip. Uh, This incident involving DeJounte Murray, as the game is ending, as he's walking off the floor, he appears, I mean, he does, make contact with an official. I mean, he steps to him, bumps him, and then walks off, and and the game's over, so there's no tech or anything called, or flagrant or whatever, unsportsmanlike, Um, but a lot of people are thinking he is going to miss Game 5 here and might be suspended, because we did see Grant Williams with the Celtics, he got ejected and suspended Way back in October, for making contact with an official, and that to me was like way less, like uh, or much more accidental. I think Grant Williams wasn't really trying to hit the official in that case. Did and they still ejected him and suspended him for a game. That's regular season. But this is no doubt Dejounte Murray frustrated. They got a they got a tough whistle. I thought. Though um, the refs were doing this thing, like they would make a brutal call against oh, totally. the Hawks, and they would just do a makeup call. They'd be like, "No, you stepped out of bounds. Not even close. Like, yeah, you're yeah, out yeah, of bounds. Okay." They did it like four oh, times. Yeah, there was a they lot of makeup calls. The, the mad yeah. makeup calls in this game, but I don't know. My my opinion is Dejounte Murray will get suspended. That's pretty. I don't know how
1: he kind of seeks the ref out. He seeks some help, and then you can see like the ref's head like snaps. Just to stare down. Murray yeah. he doesn't say anything. You can also see Murray as like. Arms raised, yelling at another official yeah. off the court. Likely a suspension.
2: I'm telling you, he just didn't want to get on that plane. He's done. He felt like the series was over. It felt like he got, uh, obviously, uh, over-the-top reaction. Can't bump a guy. And that's why he's going to Ghent. Again. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there there's a question. Could be a fine, I guess. Just It could. Ooh. Could. No, that's that's a game. You bump an official, you bump get a minus- Petraitis, uh, the Lithuanian referee, <laughs> you get a game because that was a real bump. It was egregious, like you said. Yeah, the other that. one was accidental. He went, he went after him, lost his cool, and they, they lost their probably their most their steadiest, most consistent player for game five. It sure feels like
0: yeah. Uh, Zach Zarba was one of the other officials. Um, that man, when he goes to like talk to the camera to explain what had just happened after yeah. an instant replay or something like that or a review, I should say. He dabs himself up to remove as much sweat as possible. He has a little handkerchief in his pocket. Huh. And he, like, he really wants to look good for the camera. And he's sweating a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. These officials are running up he's and working. down. Like, they're working their ass off. But, like, <laughs> that guy just does not want to appear sweaty when he gets on front of that camera. Uh,
1: you can't show nerves if you're a ref. Oh, man. <laughs> he comes up here dripping in sweat, shaking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. trying to make a call. Not a great look. But if he dry forehead. <laughs> All the time. Slick hair. You're trusting that guy. I had a couple of great in-arena moments uh, at this game. Before the game, I saw somebody, knew they recognized me. He walks up. Hey, are you Jay Skeets? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yes, I am that tall. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, close enough. He's around here somewhere. Uh, we had a confetti falling inadvertently moment yeah. I've never been in an arena where that happened had to stop the game for like 15 pieces of silver confetti falling <laughs> I think Trey I think I was the first person in the arena to notice the falling
0: confetti I noticed it when it was so high I'm like that's confetti falling I'm like is that gonna go on the floor they're gonna have to stop the game and they did
1: the one they, piece did, they moved of confetti, confetti falls very, very slow. It starts to go back up. It goes back up. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Watching like the, the security people on the floor, just like, trying. Yeah. Nope, yeah not, no, Not no, yet. Like, not. Go back up. Catch a wave. <laughs> no, <Nope, nope, nope. laughs> That was very funny. And I caught a shirt for oh, the first wow. time in a long good time. Food. We were in our row. I was like, this is pretty, this is a pretty good spot. <laughs> we might get one here. If they pull out the gun, pulled out the gun. I wasn't standing up. I saw it come up. I was like, that's coming straight to me. Stood up. Boop, oh. one hand. <laughs> no problem. And then you can hear some. It just went someone, right over the other guy's hand. Oh. Sorry, sucker. And you can hear somebody
0: Great Great catch skis. <laughs> I threw it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you keep it? Gave it to the kids? One I think kids. this is actually going to be a Laura shirt.
1: Oh, wow. oh nice. What is it, Deep V? <laughs> Wait, you think my wife's a Deep V wearer? What are <laughs> you looking talk? at, man? <laughs> <laughs> I are you
2: guys were talking about I got V's. it back. I got to back up, Skeets. She wears Vs. <laughs> she wears a V-neck. She wears a regular V-neck. There might be uh, some people wearing Vs at uh, Las Vegas Summer League. Andrew Sleck tweeted me. Yeah, I did see he that. He said he wears V-necks. He likes a good oh. V-neck. I'd have a v neck party the by the pool. Wear it. That's the place. The to wear I'm pool. ordering one.
0: Or are we going Let's for Summer League? You're talking, eh? That yeah. locked in? Come join us in soon, Summer League. Very soon. See you there.
2: Soon. I mean, I'm going to lock it in soon. Oh,
0: lock it in. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: But we're there. We're all, we're, we're there. It's only a couple months away. Where were you sitting? Uh, I need to know for my for my next purchase <laughs> because the gun the gun placement, you never know with the gun shooters. Um, <laughs> so I just want to know. The t shirt gun? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I think if you are in. I was in row U, so I would say T through W. You're probably good. Yeah,
0: ba-
2: back nice. the <laughs> yeah, back of the out. lower
0: bowl. You're yeah back
2: you're of the lower bowl. Pretty yeah. good. T to W, got it.
0: Okay. V. Um, I'll be wearing my I <laughs> get a V. <laughs> uh, this one's going to end very very likely uh, on Wednesday night. When do they play again? No, Tuesday night. I feel like all three series could end on Tuesday night. That are three one. Potentially, I guess. Potentially. Um, all right, Jimmy Butler scored 30. We're going back to Saturday here. The Heat top the Giannis-less
2: One
0: twenty one 121-99. This was a dominant victory, though injuries have become the biggest part of this series. The Bucks without Giannis for a second consecutive game because of the bruised lower back. The Heat are without Tyler Hero. Jimmy scored 30, but he leaves with a sore back. And Oladipo helped off the floor. An apparent knee injury. A knee injury. Yeah. Did not look good. Uh, you know, your heart goes out to that guy. Uh, but here we are. Miami is up 2-1. And, yeah. It's like, I almost feel like this is not being even talked about enough. For some weird reason. I don't know if because there's so much else going on. Because we believe in the Bucks as a better team than Miami Heat. Even though they're trailing 2-1. But, like, Zilla wrote it today. The most consequential question in the entire league right now when it comes to the 2023 championship. Is that... Is when and at what capacity, Giannis returns to the floor here?
1: That's crazy. Confirmed by Shams, Bucks star Giannis Antetokounmpo will return to the lineup in Game Four. Okay, but but how he does he
0: move? Slow. How does exactly he look? Right, does yeah. he fall again? Is he out? I mean, raw, man, this this is wild. Uh, but anyway, thoughts on the game or the series?
2: Yeah, I think you're pretty positive if you're in that Bucks locker room that Giannis is going to play pretty well because he's Giannis Antetokounmpo. We saw what he did in the in the NBA Finals. He. Wanted to come back in game two, uh, but his Bucks teammates, Drew Holiday, said, come on, let us do it for you. And I, I think because they won game two where they were like a nine-point favorite, and I think that's sort of why this series is kind of flying under the radar a bit. The yeah. Bucks are just, they got, they're, they're the favorite. They got so much momentum. They're the best team in the league. They win that game. Then they do lose game three. Um, I think Giannis sits out because... Uh, they win game two. So uh, that's why it's it's not surprising to me that he's come back because he's freaking nails here in, in game four. And Jimmy Butler's going to play too because he did leave bruised glute, uh, as as they yeah. said. But uh, Spolster said afterward he could have came back. They were up 18 when he left the game, three minutes left in the third. So we should get you know, besides Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo, unfortunately, Heat Bucks here with uh, yeah, a very different series now two one, but the Heat have caught a wave, and that's the scary part for the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Duncan Robinson, they're hitting right now. They're just like hitting shots here in this game yeah. three, three games here where they've had at least fifteen threes right uh, to start this series, and there is a little semblance of that team that went to the finals where they're flying around, they just keep moving, and so they're getting open shots. Now the Bucks got it can play way better. They, there was that thirty three nine run between uh, the first and second quarter where the first play started to to start this one where Brooke Lopez was in the lane, Jimmy Butler guarding him or Jimmy Butler coming at him and Brooke said, "I'm gonna go guard the three point line." And Jimmy had the easiest bucket he's ever had in, in his NBA career. And they were ready for the Brooke Lopez down low scenario that they weren't ready for in Game Two. But are they ready for Giannis to coming at him? I mean, that's that's what has to happen here. But uh, yeah, the bench scoring Duncan five threes. Duncan Robinson is back, looking like that Finals Duncan. Lowry off the bench, Caleb off the bench. Uh, so they feel good. But the Bucks got to stop that wave now. Yeah. They, they got to do it now before it's three one. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, Giannis is Giannis is starting. I'm sure. I'm playing a lot. Join us on playback. It'll be fun tonight.
1: <laughs> uh, any thoughts here, TK, on this one? Well, the Heat are shooting 55% from the field and 50% from three against the best defensive team in the league. Obviously, Giannis has played 11 minutes in this series, but there are other good defenders on the Bucks. So you would think Jimmy Butler, they, somebody could turn him off a little bit here. He's averaging 30 a game shooting 60% from the field. He's been the best player on the court, and the Heat are shooting so well from three. That's why they got the lead in this series, yeah. and it's because Giannis is out. That was like one of the big question marks back before they won the title. Remember how many times we would talk about why isn't Giannis guarding Jimmy Butler? That's just not what they do. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to guard Jimmy Butler, though, because the Heat are playing pretty solid defense. I think it seemed to me a lot in this game that their zones and just the way they were attacking defensively made the Bucks play one-on-one a lot. And without Giannis there to draw free throws, score inside... They don't necessarily have the greatest one-on-one players. And if you're talking about the best one-on-one guys in this series, obviously uh, it's Jimmy Butler. So Giannis's return is going to obviously change the way things look, but it's going to be a matter of how does his body respond to having been out for a couple of games here and taking a beating in this game. Because surely if he's posting up, he's going to be getting hit in the back again by Bam yeah. Adebayo, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. He's going to take some bumps uh, in this game. But the bucks they're a tough team. Giannis is a tough dude. Should be a cool game.
0: With that Game 3 win, the Heat are halfway to what would be, honestly, a stunner, uh, regardless if he's playing or not. A number 8 seed over a number 1 seed. It's only happened five times in the NBA since they went to the 16-team playoff format in 84. Twice happened in five-game series. Denver over Seattle in 94. New York over Miami in 99. And then three times in the best-of-seven series format. The We Believe Warriors over the Mavs in 2007. The Grizzlies over the Spurs. I always forget about that one in 2011. And then Trey knows this one all too well Philly over Chicago. In six games in 2012. That's the Derrick Rose injury that we were watching together when that went down.
1: 628 Fleet Street. (laughs) That's
0: right. I remember sitting on your couch. I was like, hey, is your wife wearing a Uh, V-neck? I mean, it was 2012. Everybody was wearing V-necks. Come on. Okay, so final series, uh, and it's over. This series wrapped up before they'd even played... Uh, a couple game threes in a couple of the other series. I'm talking about the 76ers finishing the sweep of the Nets without Embiid, 96-88. Tobias Harris, a great game, 25-12. and B-ball Paul stepping up for Embiid, 10 points, 15 boards. Melton had an incredible fourth quarter. I mean, it was sort of similar to Maxi having that incredible fourth quarter of the game before. Uh, but no Embiid, and they're saying he's like 50% for the potential start of the next series here. But they get the sweep and they get a bunch of time off tests.
2: Yeah, it's nice for them that the Celtics are at least going five and that they played their game three uh, and game four after. Um, well, I guess the game three was technically before this. This, But, you know, they're getting a few days off here. Yeah. Uh, but the Nets, I'm sure, were heartbroken after game three after losing that very winnable game. And, yeah, some nice uh, learning experience for this team. Mikael Bridges extremely mad at himself after having a, an off game. Uh, but on the other side, yeah, the vets came through. Toby Toby uh, did it again. Tobias Harris. He's been solid. Yeah, had a great opening <laughs> I mean, round. Forget, don't forget <laughs> just... Tobias Harris plays for the Sixers.
1: <laughs> it's, Sometimes it's easy.
2: He's making uh, James Harden's lousy series uh, forgettable. People are forgetting that. Uh, he's He was subpar, 4 of 18 in this game, but it doesn't matter. They're on to the second round, and they get a little bit of R&R. Uh, so, yeah, they yeah, couldn't have worked out better for them.
1: Anything? I don't have a lot of takes on this one. I think the biggest news out of it is that they get the rest for Embiid, and that's kind of what the rest of the Sixers echoed afterwards. Getting the big fella healthy, that's our number one priority, says James Harden. Uh, but, yeah, Harris played a really good series, I thought. He made a lot of clutch plays uh in Game 3, then obviously had this big Game 4 here as well. And B-Ball Paul, I feel like has had a solid series as the backup center yeah. uh, as well. Embiid was good when he was on the court, was not dominant the way we've seen. The Nets did a solid job of taking him out of rhythm and just making his touches harder. But Paul Reed just gave a ton of effort uh, coming off the bench. Was in the right place a lot in this series. 10 points, 15 boards uh, in this win, so... Good stuff from him. The Sixers. I don't know. A sweep? A sweep's cool. They haven't won a sweep for a long time. There were times when it looked great, and then there were times when it looked like, oh, you got some things to work on uh, before going up against the Boston Celtics, but now they got, what, at least a week to game plan? That's good. It would be better if it was a
0: sweep and Embiid had somehow managed to not get injured and get hurt. Uh, You'd feel maybe a little bit more confidence heading into uh, an inevitable series against the Celtics, but... He may not play in game one. I, are they sandbagging us here? Oh, they're sandbagging. You think Doc is? It's a big bag of sand. That's a yeah. big old bag of sand. Eh? I mean, he was. Put limp. that bag of sand on the back of your basketball hoop. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's very handy. Helps.
0: Very windy at times.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, you're right. You're probably right. Um, can we just wrap up the crazy Nets season here? There was a fun tweet going around from Adam uh, Areccio, sort of going through, and I even added some that I thought he missed. This is what happened this season for the Brooklyn Nets: Kyrie. He threatens a mid-level signing in L.A. Then he opts into his contract. KD demands a trade. KD rescinds said trade. The Nets start the season 2 and 5. They fire Steve Nash. It looks like Ime Udoka is going to get the job. Instead, Jacques Vaughn gets the extension. Kyrie is suspended for sharing a link to an anti-Semitic film. He returns to the team after missing you know decent amount of games. Nets win 18 out of 20. They're rolling again. Katie gets hurt. Kyrie gets traded to the Mavericks. KD gets traded to the Suns. Cam Thomas becomes the youngest player in NBA history with three <laughs> straight 40-point games. Remember the Cam Thomas yes. week?
2: That was a good week. Yeah.
0: Mikhail Bridges appears to turn into uh, at least an all-star. Uh, plays really well down the stretch with his new teammates, You know, despite sort of like a, a middling 500 record. And then the Nets wrap up this weird season getting swept by the Philadelphia 76ers. That all happened mm-hmm. in in one season here for the Brooklyn Nets, and there is probably many more other things you could put in there. But wild, and now now the rumor is, oh, Damian Lillard's at this game.
2: <laughs>
0: the Brooklyn Nets going to trade for Damian Lillard? They going to trade Ben Simmons' contract and Patty Mills and a bunch of these unprotected Suns picks, and maybe their own, and they got a Mavs one, like. A- <laughs> Are going to go get Lillard to pair with Mikael Bridges and, and Nick Claxton, who's turned into a really good defender?
2: Head coach Jacques Vaughn was asked about it after the game. Hey, did you see Damian Lillard? He goes, whoa!
1: <laughs> Are you serious?
2: I've never seen him more excited. Does he know something? I mean, he was jacked. I mean, I think he's just a Lillard fan. Uh, but people hang out in New York. They go to games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, will they do but, something? But, but yeah, obviously there's... Because because of Lillard's situation, you gotta yeah you start to think. Oh, got, do, they have gotta, the do they have got the pieces? Picks. Got picks? What's Joe sure. Cronin gonna do? <laughs> okay.
0: Anyway, uh, a weird season, but uh, in the end, they get swept there ultimately by the Philadelphia 76ers. Moving on, our first team through to the second round. Let's take our second and final break, and when we come back, a very fun tweet of the night, and then we'll look ahead to tonight's games. Don't go anywhere.
1: Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy, Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60 minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes, while giving you the professional coaching you need shout out to adriana dt andy and emma i love you all so much whether you prefer to run outdoors row or ride at home or strength train at the gym peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going get your head start on summer with peloton at onepeloton.com people pointing out here uh
0: in the stream team froth great word to say
1: I like it. Yeah. Frothy. (laughs)
0: Froth it up.
1: Frothy. Working yourself up into a froth. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get to Tweet of the Night.
2: Mm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. uh.
0: Yeah, this tweet, I believe, has been seen by a million people. This tweet went viral over the weekend. And it's a great tweet, so I wanted to share it with you. (laughs) Just in case you missed it, it's from at Mike Bovai. It's a photo... Of Mark Jackson, Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy sitting there. And then it reads, Mark Jackson. Even with the trench coats, I knew they were Ninja Turtles. Everybody did. (laughs) Jeff Van Gundy quoted as saying, in 1983, I visited something called a human zoo just outside of Albany. I saw unspeakable things that day that still haunt me to my core. And then Mike Breen? Foul on Josh Hart. (laughs) That's a really good tweet. That's good. That is just well done. Love this. I guess you'd call it almost a meme. You can have a lot of fun with this one, right? Like the the random line from Mark, the weird line from Jeff, and then Mike Breen just calling Basketball. the action. Yeah. Uh, but good stuff there. And like I said, this one, it went viral. This tweet just went viral. Good stuff. Way to go, Mike Bovi, if I'm saying your name correctly. I'm not sure. French man, I
1: believe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: of origins,
1: <laughs> a French man of origins. <laughs> I, no I mean, it wasn't. I agree with Mark Jackson here, though. It was quite obvious that the Ninja Turtles were turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're wearing yeah, trench coats. <laughs> you
2: can see their feet. I want to know more about this human zoo. Fences. What's up with the human zoo? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, human zoo. Please. Let's Albany.
2: see. In Albany, New York, huh? Yeah, I've been to Albany. I'm buying it. I'm buying. It. There could have been a human too. You guys ever been to Albany, downtown Albany, New York? Never been to Albany. No, definitely not. The downtown. capital of New York. <laughs> nice one. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Sacramento for California. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't expect it. <laughs> no. You would not. It's yeah. like quite a swerve, isn't it? Well, what were you there for?
2: Uh, wedding. Really? Yep.
0: Oh well, well, well.
2: Yep. Good times. Oh yeah, it was a uh, a, a re. Renovated bank that was made into oh. a uh, like a, a wedding hall. Yeah. Awesome. Going into the vault. You see the vaults? It's, oh, you could go into neat. the vaults? That's cool. That's pretty
0: neat. Take some photos in there?
2: It was dark in the vault. <laughs>
0: oh, they didn't like put in lights and stuff? No. Uh,
2: keep it authentic. Yeah, it was pure.
0: Uh, tonight's games, Bucks <laughs> Heat. We are on playback. 730. We'll get underway. It's on TNT. Miami leads us 1-2-1, but Giannis is playing. Jimmy, we assume, is playing. Everybody's playing, except for Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo. Uh, and we, look, look, hey, look, I'll say it. I'll say it, goddammit. This is a must win for the Milwaukee Bucks. This is an M-dub. I don't like betting against like the chances of Jimmy Butler, a lead team, losing three you know, three in a row. I don't know. So, huge, huge win, or game, excuse me, for the Milwaukee Bucks tonight in Miami, and we'll see if the Heat can take a 3-1 lead. And then the second game is Grizzlies-Lakers at 10 o'clock, L.A. leading that series. 2-1,
2: um... It's yeah, very, I mean, ni- very nice to start at 10, not 10.30. Yeah, I, th- Thank I, do, you. I do
0: like that. Well, I mean, I, what's wrong with a 7 and 9.30?
2: Oh, nothing <laughs> wrong with that either. <laughs> Just do
1: that instead. Hey.
2: They know that Heat fans aren't going to show up for 7, oh. so they got to get 7.30. That's yeah. true. We all know they show up late, except for uh, Ludmila in the front row. She'll be there, dress on. But uh, everybody <laughs> else shows up late.
0: She makes her own dresses. She is there.
1: I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> She's an opera singer, right? That's world right. famous opera singer Jim yeah. Jackson knows her
0: we're talking about the, <laughs> the woman Jackson. that you see he it one time <laughs> in the front row of every heat game that has like the most eclectic uh, dresses and sometimes yeah their jerseys sewn into dresses mm. but she switches it up
2: yeah Jim Jackson I guess it was early in this series or I think so or yeah. maybe the playing game
1: yeah maybe it was the playing game He's somebody whoever he was broadcasting Eagle. with noticed uh, her sitting on the sideline he's like oh yeah she's a world famous singer I know her. i played in a lot of cities. I've met a lot of people sitting <laughs> <Yeah>. side, <courtside.
2: laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Then he, then he said, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be doing my job. It would be, it'd be almost dumb, a disservice to myself if I didn't meet these people. It's a good way. It's right. a good way of thinking about it, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. I had to Google her. He just knows her.
0: I was uh, catching up <laughs> on some uh, Press Box podcasts this weekend, and uh, one of them was uh, Brian and, and Shoemaker talking about, are we in the golden age of NBA broadcasting? And their point was, we have Mike Breen, Kevin Harlan, and and Eagle in their primes when it comes to that's calling cool. games. And I was like, Great that's cool. three like it's A plus basically, mm-hmm. yeah, like, legends are on their way to crew. legends. And like, and then and then I'm like. Mark Jones is like I love Mark Jones on the call him and Doris had a bit of a rough one there I thought maybe in game four but uh, I like him as a, as a national guy too yeah, I, think, I think the answer is yes
1: it's a golden age <laughs> So it I just, seems I... like
0: it you gotta agree
2: I gotta agree right? it's golden
0: baby how do you rank them in terms of your preference Ooh. Breen Harlan Eagle I know it has to do with who they're working the game with but just the play by play of it all in a playoff game and
2: Eagle PA is doing a good job as well to, hey, hey! Look! But 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 we're talking. Yeah, we're, we're just talking, talking we're, legends of the game. Yeah, here. we're talking. B.A., Harlan, Harlan Eagle. God, I love an eagle. Yeah, he's he's definitely the funniest of the three, and the least legendary. I, I assume he's the youngest.
1: He is. He is. Yeah. I've not gotten too much hmm. Yeah. Man, that's a tough call. I think I'm going Breen Eagle Harlan. Okay. Wow. Man, Harlan third. I mean Harlan's incredible. Got some of the most iconic calls of the past two decades. Uh. I would say with no regard for human yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Eagle brings the humor, but Breen brings the king right now. He's on top of the game. Yeah, yeah. He replaced yeah. Marv Albert for a reason. Yeah. Drop those bangs. Drop those bangs. Drop those
0: bangs in the stream team. Oh, oh, people are conflicted <laughs> though. I love this. People chiming yeah. in in the order you would put them. And then somebody just said, I love turtles. <laughs> Shout out to DreamShake. <laughs> All right, let's go up there, guys. Uh, enjoy the games tonight. Join us on playback. I'll get that link in the show notes. We'll tweet that out, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, on playback for that game four between the Bucks and the Heat. We'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. Make sure you subscribe. Otherwise, embrace the day, people. Clipper Bros. You heard
1: it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome.
2: Thanks for joining us, and remember, Aaron Gordon is not related to Eric Gordon. And praise the day, people. Or Jeff.